Raiden and I have a very serious conversation to have with you today, and that is 10 reasons everyone needs a durable power of attorney. It's a legal document that gives someone power to help out when you don't have the ability to. And we're walking through a bunch of different scenarios, uh, 10 reasons in particular as to why everyone should have one in place, regardless of age. All right. We do go through these. We try to talk to them at least enough to give you this uh, this importance of why you need that. But you can go to our website, which is pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. We have an article written or a blog written on this very topic. It has them all listed out there. So you can kind of go through, reread them or read them and really have it uh, well, well in mind. Um, as we have said many times, wherever you listen to us, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, whatever it may be, follow us. And if you have the opportunity, uh, give us a five-star rating. If you think we're a five-star show, write us a review. We would love to be able to read your review. And we love to be able to hear from our listeners as to what topics they would like to have us to talk about as well. If you would like to talk to myself or to Merce, go to the website, go to the top right-hand corner, click on schedule call. Our calendar comes up. You can click on the day uh, and, and be able to schedule a call. Myself or Merce will be able to hop on that. It's completely complimentary, and we'll answer any questions you have about getting ready for and living throughout retirement. If we can't find the answer, we might be able to find others who can have the answers, and that's what we'll try our best to do. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome back to Secure Your Retirement. Our podcast is all about uh, this idea of how do I get to and through retirement and do so with a peace of mind type of uh, atmosphere. And so we talk about a lot of different things. Today, we're going to talk about something that, um, to be honest, maybe not going to uh, say that it's the most pleasant scenario, but yet it is something we have to think about. And that is a scenario where we may need a durable power of attorney. Now, if we need a durable power of attorney, a lot of times the the reasons why are not that positive. Something's occurred to myself. Something's happened that I can't make some decisions. And so, therefore, I need to have someone in place. Uh, throughout the episodes of the podcast, we have talked about a multiple of uh, real-life situations that occurred that created a scenario where a durable power of attorney was needed. And as we talk through this, we're going to talk about the difference between a durable power of attorney and a healthcare power of attorney. They are two separate documents. Uh, in 2023, we're going to spend a few episodes on estate planning, different elements of estate planning. This idea of a durable power of attorney is an estate planning document. We believe it is something that is essential. 
It is absolutely needed. Um, and I was just going to, as we set this up, I just want to give a couple of different scenarios here. Number one, uh, you, if you have an IRA in particular or a 401k, that is owned by an individual. So you you have a joint account and you think, oh, well, if something happens to me, my spouse can help me. Uh, or I've got a joint account with one of my children. They can help me. An IRA in particular cannot be held jointly. So the only way that somebody else can help or or be able to direct this IRA or 401k has to be done through a durable power of attorney. So it's just, and a lot of people, that's where they have the vast majority of their savings. So as we talk through these things, they are interrelated, but they are extremely important for us to think through and realize that something could happen in the blink of an eye. And, and we, if we're not prepared, it can create a lot of havoc for those that are having to help take care. All right. So let's talk about the first topic here. And we have 10 items we're going to go through. Like I told you, interrelated, but, but, but different, have his own different little intricacies of it. First one is I become incapacitated or I become disabled where I can't make transactions. Um, I told this story a couple of times, but one of the scenarios that occurred is uh, we had a, a client who um, had a stroke, a massive stroke to the point that they could not move nor speak. And uh, so now here they are in this situation, they are alive and their mental capacity is there, but they can't express anything. Uh, they could not even uh, coordinate uh, any kind of muscle movement to be able to communicate with someone to say that they actually have mental capacity. Other than some tests that said there's brain activity, that was really all that was known at the time. Now, in this case, there was the majority of the money was in 401k IRAs, that kind of that kind of those kind of accounts. Um, and nothing could be done by the spouse that was there that had that was not in this situation because there was no durable power of attorney. Now think about it. Now you're trying to go get a durable power of attorney, but yet that person is incapacitated. They cannot communicate. And so there was a big time of limbo here, extremely stressful. It was uh, it was just trying to figure out how to get through. Uh, a, 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 I didn't know how long. We didn't know how long. A few months. It, it ended up being quite a few months before anything could be done. Um, finally, the person did recover at least enough where that they could nod just a little bit, and we were able to get a uh, power of attorney done based on that. But again, very tricky situation. By the way, the person had no symptoms, no problems prior to it occurring. They went to sleep one night, had a stroke. Next day, that's where they were. So the durable power attorney would allow somebody else to be able to just make simple transactions, pay the bills, withdraw some money, change a distribution, uh, be able to talk and find out where things are. All simple little things that you cannot do. So if somebody calls myself or Merce and, and it's not the client, we cannot disclose anything. We cannot talk about anything. So if you have an IRA and your spouse calls about the IRA, we can't talk about that IRA to the spouse unless we have that person on the phone giving us permission or we have a durable power of attorney in hand. So very, very important situation there. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course 
Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah, so... And that that's a huge one. Let's let's move on to number two, which um, maybe isn't a, a, as grim. We're talking about the scenario of incapacity or disability, but now we're talking about convenience, and it's really uh, the the idea here is convenience while traveling. Um, and so, you know, if you retire and you've got bucket list items that you've been wanting to, I don't know, backpack across Europe for a month or so. Uh, or travel for an extended period of time outside of the country, or you know, we've heard the scenarios of people getting stuck in certain areas, especially during in during the pandemic time, right? So having a power of power of attorney in place before you make that travel um, makes things easier for, I mean, the the what ifs that can happen during travel at any given time, uh, and they can help kind of run your finances back at home whether it's just as simple as paying the bills or having the ability to keep the business running or whatever it is uh, while you're off, you know, having fun and traveling and exploring and sightseeing and not worried about, oh, did I take care of this or did I take care of that? I've got a person back home that can actually act as myself while I'm still traveling the country. Um, so uh, the the power of attorney adds an element of convenience to it, uh, to, to your scenario when, when you need it. So I think that's a, a positive and a great thing to have in place as well. All right. The next one here, number three is health related issues. Now I want to be very clear here. There's two separate types of powers of attorney that we would have. One is healthcare. The other is adorable power of attorney. So healthcare is really all the things about, you know, do I want to be on life support? Can I have a healthcare agent to help make medical decisions? That is not what we're talking about today. That could be its own separate uh, conversation. What we're talking about today, though, is the financial things related to health issues. So let me give you back. I'm going to go back to my example. Now you got a person who is incapacitated or cannot communicate. And uh, now they need, in order to get the help they need, they need to, they want to go into a, a facility. And medical, uh, I'm sorry, uh, financial decisions have to be made to get them into the facility that needs to, to be to take care of them and to give them maybe the rehab they need. Well, again, that's a financial decision, and the person who is there trying to help needs the power of attorney to be able to help make some of those financial decisions when it comes related to those healthcare decisions. It could even be I'm bringing them home, but I've got to go out and hire people, and so I need to have access to the funds to hire people to come into the house. So although not health decisions, the financial element of that needs to be a part of the door power, durable power of attorney. All right. Reason number four to have a durable power of attorney, attorney is to have someone with the ability to manage your finances. And I know this may be a little bit of over, overlap in all the reasons that we're talking about, but um, to have someone that can handle your financial affairs if you're unable to is going to be huge. And uh, whether it's due to incapacity or disability, um, uh, you know, for someone to be able to to go into your accounts and set up the income streams that are needed or to be able to pay the bills that are not getting paid and keeping the lights on or to be able to, to manage the whole process of maybe a move, uh, from a, uh, from a home to a facility or something like that. Uh, all of that's going to be really powerful. Um, I had a nice conversation, uh, actually last week with a client of ours and her husband, uh, they know they're moving 
to a memory care facility very soon. And she said, I know I'm going to have to really start handling all this stuff for him. Um, what do you need from me as far as on file? So that because uh, the money's IRA money, just like Raiden was saying. So she was saying, what do we need on file so that I can have these conversations seamlessly with you about my husband? And, and so uh, basically I told her exactly what we need. And she was very understanding about it. She was like, yep, we have the power of attorney. I, so she's sending us a copy of it and then we'll get it on file with the custodian as well. The place that is holding the investment, which is important so that when the time comes and she needs to be able to sign signing things on his behalf, it's all ready to go. And we're not waiting for paperwork to process or anything like that. So uh, I th thought a really powerful conversation that I had of someone who's very prepared and ready for the scenarios that are coming her way. All right. Number five, real estate transactions. Now there's a couple of different layers to this one. Um, let's imagine that you have a second home or you have rental homes or just your own primary home. Um, if you became incapacitated or you had a problem or some scenario that needs to be helped in, within the, the durable power of attorney, you can give and grant someone the ability to make a transaction by real estate. That could be retitling it. That could be selling it. Um, that could be uh, doing a lot of different aspects of that, but all these are things that would be included in this document so that the person could go and help. So for example, if I, you know, we've got a lot of clients who, who have a second home, that's the vacation home. And they know that in a situation, if needed, they said, we, we, we could sell the second home and that's going to give us another influx of cash that could help us with long-term care type needs. Now, imagine if I don't have this set up, the person who I who I own this home with or whatever it might be cannot make the transaction without me. Uh, so if I have the durable power of attorney, that person now can make that transaction, something we've already discussed and planning on doing, but they can then carry it out, although I can't be there to help make that uh, make those decisions and take care of that transaction. All right. Number six is making gifts and not talking about like a present wrap type of gift, uh, which could go under this as well. But really, I think in reality, what this is, is we, we could have a client that um, has has a desire to help pay for their grandkids, five uh, their college education. And so over the years, they've been contributing or gifting to a, a kid's 529 college plan. Um, and, and if they become incapacitated or, or have issues to where they're, they're not finance or not mentally able to remember that they've been doing this. Well, if you have someone in place to help you and that knows your wishes that, yeah, it was his goal to get this money into it so that we could fund college for our grandson or grand granddaughter. Uh, I think that's a big one or just regular gifting schedules that happen, um, throughout the year that we see. Uh, with clients, whether it's giving to their kids while they're living, you know, that's a, a common thing that we see. Or if it's if it's to charitable organizations, uh, a big thing that we talk about in, uh, especially when you reach the age of required minimum distributions is qualified charitable distributions. Uh, and having the ability to, if you're doing those types of contributions where it helps your tax situation, uh, and having the durable power of attorney to make sure that those types of tax-free distributions continue help the overall tax situation as well as kind of taking care of that need to help uh, take care of an organization or something like that. So gifting in general, uh, it help, you, you have the ability to carry out someone's wishes that you know that they had. All right. Number seven, dealing with tax matters. Uh, you know, uh, even if I come become incapacitated or have some issue, I still got to have my taxes filed. 
I've still got to be able to make decisions, have decisions made uh, that could save us tax money, for example. Uh, and so I can, in my durable power of attorney, include that I want somebody to be able to do all those tax type transactions for me. Again, we don't think about all these things until you decide, until you figure, think about the idea that I'm not able to do it. And however long that might be, uh, I need somebody to take care of all these matters and taxes is an important one. All right. Number eight, protecting privacy. Um, I think this could be something that's utilized if you are someone, you know, that likes their privacy and and you're you're not open about things or you come into a scenario where uh, you need that help of a durable power of attorney, but you don't want it to be broadcasted across all your social media and all those channels and stuff, the, a durable power of attorney could come in and help you protect, protect your privacy, right? So a lot of times if someone that is asking questions about an account without a durable power of attorney, we would say, well, why are you asking these questions? It's not your account. <clears throat> With a durable power of attorney, they have power to it. So really their response can be, you don't really have to ask me these questions. I have the power to be able to get balances, to be able to make transactions. And and I don't need to tell you about the the, the person that I have power of attorney over. I can just do these transactions on their behalf. Um, so it, it enables the ability if someone wants to be private and and or maybe not share something that has come about in their scenario, it it makes it possible for privacy to be maintained in a scenario of incapacity or disability. All right. Uh, number nine, avoiding guardianship proceedings. Now, I'm going to go back to my example of the person who had the stroke. And this was a real conversation that we ended up having to have with the attorneys. And the, the scenario was going back to what I told you, the person could not communicate for some number of months uh, to be able to get the durable power of attorney signed. And so the discussion was around this idea that you can go through and get guardianship of this person. That is not easy. It is not cheap. It takes a lot of uh, money and, and time and effort because you've got to go through the proceeding to say this person no longer is able to make decisions on their own. They need someone else to be their guardian. And so that is a process that you don't need to go through if you have a durable power of attorney. But if you don't have one, then you got to go through this process and be able to prove that the person's in this condition and then appoint, the, the court system will appoint a guardian over that person, over me, if that were my situation. And we can avoid all of that heartache and problem if we just have a durable power of attorney in place. All right. The final one, number 10, is maybe the most powerful, which is it provides peace of mind and and happens to coincide with the name of our company, Peace of Mind Wealth Management. A, per, a durable power of attorney, the thing about these documents is you want them in place when you don't need them. You want them already there so that when that emergency situation does happen, uh, whenever there is that incapacity or disability or or being out of town or whatever it is that puts someone in a position where they can't carry out uh, either their wishes or the ability to transact or just don't have it up there mentally, uh, uh, the durable power of attorney is going to be there. So getting that done as as soon as you are able to, uh, don't, age doesn't matter, right? We don't know when that scenario is going to happen that we that puts us in that uh, uh, incapacity or disability. We have no idea of knowing when that's going to happen. So having it in place as soon as possible before something happens is what's going to provide that peace of mind, knowing that, well, if this does happen or if this happens on our vacation, 
we've got a backup plan and it's all ready to go. All right. We hope that by the end of this discussion, you have determined that you need a durable power of attorney. By the way, this is not an expensive document. It's not a difficult document. It's just a document that needs to be done um, and it needs to be done correctly. Um, so if you are listening to this and you have any questions about it whatsoever, feel free to go to our website, pomwealth.net, go to the top right-hand corner, click on the schedule call. Mercer and myself, either one would love to be able to hop on a phone call with you and walk you through exactly how to do this, give you the resources that you need to do it. We are not attorneys, so we could not do it, but we can direct you in the right way so that you can get this accomplished. If you do not have one, it's not up to date, make it a priority that you need to get your durable power of attorney put in place. We hope this has been helpful. We look forward to being able to talk to you again next Monday. Have a great week. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.